Assalamu alaikum, hello and welcome back to the Staying Woke podcast. Welcome to the Staying Woke podcast. Thank you for those uh, beautiful um, vocals. I had to make it lively. <laughs> this is episode 5. Jazakallah khairan for all of your support on the previous episodes. I think our last episode was the, was got a, you know, was quite a good one, wasn't it? It was a lit one. It was a lit they one. They were all good. <laughs> Marsha, they've all been good, but the last the, one the got, a lot of, got a lot of, um, we got a lot of responses. A lot of people messaging about, you know, certain things within the podcast, asking questions about it to get a deeper understanding or saying, I really like this particular bit. Mm. People posting little quotes and their stories from what we said. Imagine that, me mm. and Ashraf are now quotable people. Who said it? <laughs> the conscious rhyme. Oh. Huh? Sorry. Uh, the conscious rhymes. Is that what it's called? Why do you always do this? I don't know. Why do you always mention this? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry, I, I have to clarify. I woke up twenty-five minutes. Oh, sorry, I can't speak. I woke up half an hour ago, so I'm a bit uh, taunted. I might be. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't. You don't make any sense. I don't know. I, I just get started. Inshallah, let's go straight into it. Um, what are we talking about today, Ashraf? We're talking about the al hijjah which I said it like that because the means two. Listen, and listen, you not, you can't speak Urdu, and just stop trying, please. Ah, You're getting it wrong it constantly. Like, but okay, the hijjah, which is two in French as well, the hijjah, which means the second yeah, but chance to fast. The is an Arabic word. Why are you even like bringing French and? After, we're <laughs> we're, we're in the UK, so I have to bring some. I have to bring so some, some multiculturalism some, into some, it. Some spice Don't do into that. It. Don't do that. Please. All right, let's. Like, let me actually get serious. Yes, today we're talking about Dhul Hijjah, which is um, the last month of the Islamic calendar. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we're going to be talking about the first 10 nights or 10 days, should I say, of Dhul Hijjah, mm-hmm. which are very blessed um, 10 nights. Um, 10 days. 10 days, yes. Um, like I said, you feel free to correct me. I just woke up, so <laughs> yes. Um, we're, 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 we're staying them. woke because I'm woke now. I woke up now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm actually genuinely <laughs> finished right now. <laughs> you can cut this bit out. I'm not cutting this bit out, I'm staying in. <laughs> okay. Everyone yeah. can see ten days what I have to do with. You see what I have to do with. Ten, <laughs> when, when, your, when your funny side comes out, I hope it's recorded as well. Eventually. I'm going to edit these things, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so ten days, the last ten days of Al-Hijjah. Very blessed ten days. Um, a lot of hadith around them. Some ayat around them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're into the last 10 days now already yeah, When sure. we started recording this Inshallah when this is released I hope it's released Soon But we'll be a few days into it mm-hmm. However It does not mean that you still can't grasp And gain the rewards of it And that we can't either like You know But I think Let's, let's just start talking about the Hijjah Inshallah like, mm-hmm. Let's start talking about The first hadith Regarding first hadith. That we, we read Regarding the Hijjah I think before was, before hadith What makes the Hijjah Kind of special to me Go is that Firstly, it's the last month of the Islamic calendar mm-hmm. And secondly, it's the month where The the revelation of the Qur'an was complete Because mm-hmm. that, that was when the Qur'an was complete Let's uh, explain that a little bit Because I don't So The Qur'an was revealed gradually as we know mm-hmm. And um, I believe in the last In the last I can't remember what year it is But it definitely that the Qur'an's uh, revelation was compiled I, So not compulsory The Qur'an's revelation was finished so the Quran from Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen to the Quran of the Rabbil Nas 
was all out. Allah Azza wa Jal revealed it through Jibreel alayhi salam to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam by Dhul Hijjah at the end of um, the, the, the Islamic mm -hmm. uh, calendar. I don't know what, where, what year it is, but that's when, um, I, I, I believe that's when the, 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 the ayah came down of A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. That today I have perfected your religion for mm. you. Well, uh, this was the last ayah to be revealed. Yeah, that, that today, was, that, that was, was within the Hijjahs. Yeah, because that was delivered in the Prophet's famous so, last sermon, yes, which was on, on yeah. the day of Arafah, right? Which was when, when he was doing his last Hajj. Mm -hmm. um, so, this is the Hijjah is very blessed for being obviously the last month, it is the month that the Quran was revealed, and also is the month. month Not revealed, sorry, completed. Completed, sorry, completed. Complete, yeah. Yes, complete, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's what you mean, exactly. So. Some English grammar um, complications. Okay, anyway. Yes. But it's also the month where we um, where we have Hajj. Yeah, and exactly. It is, that is obviously one of the five pillars of this deen. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the most blessed and beautiful things that anyone can go and do in their life. Um, and if you have the opportunity, you should definitely be, inshallah, trying to do so. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it is the pilgrimage, right? And so obviously, I don't think we need to talk too much about the blessings of Hajj because everyone, everyone mm -hmm. knows what an amazing thing it is to do Hajj. Mm -hmm. But these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, in, within these first 10 days is when Hajj is completed. And we have Eid afterwards, Eid al-Adha afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and so these first 10 days are specifically mentioned in Hadith and in Ayat about how blessed they are. Do you know, do you know what I think is interesting, yeah? Um, what I find interesting about that is um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created time and he created the special time mm. within time. So for example, um, we have uh, uh, during the week, the, the best day during the week is uh, Jummah, Friday mm -hmm. prayer. And the best days within uh, the, the Islamic calendar is Muharram, you know, Dhul Qaeda, there's different months obviously. Dhul Hijjah? Wow, sorry, <laughs> my mind went blank. Uh, mind went blank. Um, and what, what's interesting is that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all the time mm -hmm. or created every single day of the year to be a special day, then we wouldn't appreciate what special is. So Allah gave us these special times mm. for us to um, go from the norm of being um, indulged in daily activity and the norm of life to raise us mm. on these days and give us the opportunity um, to strive in his I way. I guess also to encourage us to 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 break from the slack normality. Yeah, exactly. And, and strive yeah. for more good and strive yeah. for, to be better. Yeah. So I, I, I find it beautiful that Allah Subhanahu wa created time and He created special time within time itself. Mm. Ramadan, um, Dhul Hijjah, Eid, all these occasions for us to um, you know rise up and push ourselves more, push ourselves to worship Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and He gives us special rules on this uh, on, on these days or these occasions. So I find it really, that, that really interesting, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. Sharing my thoughts. <laughs> That's great. So, the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, um, I believe there's a hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh sorry, where the Prophet says that um, a good deed done in these days, in these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, is better than jihad. Sorry. Is better than a deed on any other day. That's, that's, that's his words. A good deed done on these days of Dhul Hijjah um, is better than a deed done on any other day. And the Sahaba asked him, even jihad. And obviously we know that jihad in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a very, very noble thing. It is one of the most rewarding yeah. things that someone can do. And so um, 
So he says, so the Prophet says, yes, even, even jihad in terms of in these days, the, the status and level of, the, of your good deeds is raised to an unimaginable height. Mm. And um, so that's why I think it's important for us to talk about it mm. and, to, and to talk about like, what we can do in these 10 days I mean, to, to encourage to do more goodness. Yeah, I mean, even, even some, some of the Sahaba, when you look at them, during these these ten last mm. ten days, subhanAllah, the 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 the, the extent they went to mm-hmm. to make sure they they sacrificed. For example, the cousin of the Prophet Ibn Abbas um, they they used to say that the, when the, the ten days of the Hijjah came uh, came by or um, uh, arrived, Ibn Abbas would disappear. They would mm. not see him anymore. <laughs> like he just got kidnapped or something. Like he just went underground. And subhanAllah, he was so indulging, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making sure that he makes full use of these 10 days because he, as a Sahabi, you know, they understand, mm-hmm. they, they, they have the best understanding. He understood that the value of these 10 days is, is limited to the 10 days. Mm-hmm. So use them. SubhanAllah. So yeah. I, I've always find it, SubhanAllah, I always appreciate that the Sahaba, you know, they, they were such amazing people. And even the, 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 the things which we take for granted, like Dhul-Hijjah, like Muharram, like uh, Shaban, whatever the, the six days of Shawwal, or whatever, they made sure they pushed themselves into uh, pushed themselves to doing the maximum yeah. things or max, putting the maximum effort into everything, every single thing, even the small acts. Yeah. So we could take a lesson from that. There's a reason why the Sahabi were allowed to be the companions and surrounding the people of the Prophet the people who we also take, you know, from in terms of knowledge, in terms of like. Looking, to, looking towards for like guidance and everything as well mm. because these people mashallah they, they had real sincerity they had sincerity on a level that is unimaginable unimaginable to be honest because the way they understood the gravity of certain rulings or of certain things that Rasulullah said it just it just it really overtook every every aspect of their thinking and their actions exactly so you have Situations like this where the last 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah come and just because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he didn't need to explain to them These are these are these are the deeds, this is the reason why, this is the reason why, no, he didn't need to explain to them anything Parliament special <laughs> and that's it All he said, these 10 days are more beloved to Allah Taala than anyone else, than any other days in the uh-huh. year And that's, that's it. it, boom, phew And you know, you know what that reminds <laughs> <They're gone. laughs> me, that might be, I might go off on a tangent but that reminds me of another hadith here which yeah. it just, it sh- the, the, the Sahaba, the way they understood it was so amazing the hadith is, um, I can't remember the Arabic, but it's whoever um, guides to good gets the reward of the good. Mm-hmm. And um, Uthman radiallahu anhu, when Ali radiallahu anhu was trying to get married to, well, he, wasn't, he wanted to get married to Aish, uh, um, sorry, uh, Khadija radiallahu anha, uh, he was shy. He's very shy to ask the Prophet sallallahu and the Sahaba liked him. Khadija, Fatima. Fatima, sorry. <laughs> Fatima, sorry. Fatima, sorry. Uh, it's Fatima radiallahu anha. Daughter of sallallahu Yes. He was very shy and the Sahaba liked him, the other Sahaba were like, Look, listen, just go, be a man, alright? Just go to him, go to the Muhammad uh, Sallallahu say to him, you know, um, I want to marry Fatima. And he was like, okay, I would do it, but I have no money. Mm-hmm. I have no money. And he was like, oh, okay. And then, he saw, and then uh, I think Uthman or, or Abu Bakr said to him, what do you have, what do you own? And he, had, he said, all I have is my shield that I go to battle with. And then, the, they, and then they said, okay, sell that. And then Uthman was like to him, okay, I'll buy it off you. He said to him, okay. So he bought it off him, um, gave him the money, and he took, went to the Prophet Sallam. He gave, his, uh, the, gave the mahr or whatever, got married, alhamdulillah. Mm. And then Uthman came back to him and said, here, here's your shield. This is a gift for me. <laughs> now we see that as like, 
oh, oh, that's that's such an amazing thing. Yeah. You know, he facilitated for facilitated for his marriage to happen. He's been an amazing Muslim, but Uthman radiallahu understood that the one who uh, guides to a good gets the of the good. Now, him giving him the shield back whenever Ali goes to, goes out to fight for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala, who gets the reward? That's amazing, isn't it? Like that's that's a deep understanding. You know you of see the when Prophet you look at the Prophet, you look at the Sahabi and you look at the way that they thought. They thought a thousand years in the future. Their thinking was so, you know, ahead, so ahead of this time. Yeah. In terms of when they did something, when they made a ruling, this is the reason why they were the best rulers and they were the best of people in terms of the way that they interacted with each other as well. They understood the gravity of their actions and the gravity of the stuff that they were saying. In so many generations in the future, and this is what we lack today. This is what we lack for for thousands of years. For years, we've lacked this um, this understanding and this thinking. Ahead. Yeah, this this um, um, this was caused so many problems in, yeah. in, in the world. Subhanallah. Yeah, but yeah, just that so stories like that. It just it just makes you appreciate. Yeah, and it makes you try to reach a stage where you do you do things like that, 100%. or you understand things or uh, lessons in life like that, and you you do things with a vision. Subhanallah. But yeah. but yeah, anyway, these first days of uh, first ten days of Dhul Hijjah are very rewarding. And so, what we wanna, what I wanna iterate, what I wanna focus on is how the rewards are like start ones that we can't really imagine because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has not put a number on them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's done for a specific reason. You know, it's not put a number on it because it doesn't want us to be just thinking of. Oh yes, there will be seven hundred times rewards. So therefore, I'm gonna count my rewards. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna calculate how exactly. much. <laughs> you know, is is it's because there there is the potential for an infinite amount of rewards in in, in, in this in this uh, first ten days. So because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves these days, um, we should be making the most of them, and we should not be um, we, we we should be trying best in every opportunity to be thinking about how can I gain some reward because even the smallest little things that we be doing the smallest little things may be enumerated by by so much um i was thinking about like even reading quran right like alhamdulillah in the month of ramadan we read quran a lot because it said that obviously the quran was revealed in this month and it's the month of the quran so we and we know it's completing this month hmm? <laughs> not revealed completed no in ramadan oh listen sorry i always said the, the, I said the <laughs> listen to what i'm saying sorry yeah no but anyway but look in ramadan we read the quran a lot because we know that there's a lot of reward in reading the Quran. Now, I was thinking, we get we're told that every single letter that you read of the Quran, when you read the Quran um, has is has one hasanat, right? One hasanat is equivalent to ten rewards. Mm-hmm. Imagine Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in other times of the year, He says, "This is in this night is multiplied by seven hundred times, or this is, in this area is multiplied by hundred thousand times." Right? Imagine these days. Which are more beloved to him than any other day, it might multiply by so much more than that. So just reading a small amount of the Quran, even if it's just on your way to work, just a little, you read a surah, the amount of rewards that you could potentially be getting is crazy. So therefore, oh. take the opportunity. Take the opportunity. Sacrifice for these ten days. You know, these ten days, like it's a short amount of time, and you can just do little things. Which which can enumerate rewards so massively. Oh, no, it's true. I think I think we should we should take a lesson where, when it comes to these opportunities yeah. like Dhul Hijjah or Shawwal or whatever opportunities, we should try to really pick up 
a good habit within within uh, this period or any 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 blessed period mm. and and carry on uh, to the normal uh, times where there's not mm -hmm. any um, you know specific reward specific timing because at, at this at these points it's very easy to be to be to be uh, uh, to push yourself in a mm -hmm. sense, yeah. it's very easy to be motivated because you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or his messenger have spoken uh, uh, you know greatly of about the, 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 this period mm -hmm. so what we need to do in my opinion is uh, pick up habits which are good or certain acts which are good and benefiting for us and practice them throughout these 10 days for example and try take that out with you um, to the other months because we know that the um, Muhammad said hadith that the most beloved actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the ones that are consistent, even if they're small. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong with the hadith. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I think yeah. it's similar wording, but yeah. Paraphrasing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah but these, these opportunities, they mm. come and go. And we should use them when they come. Mm. Because when they go, they don't come back until next year. Mm. And we don't know if we live until next year. And you know, there's a beautiful story, for I think, of the Tabi'in where... Um, um, uh, what's his name? Imam Ghazali writes in his book. So there's a story um, which Imam Ghazali narrates in his um, book. The Remembrance of Death and Afterlife, and I recommend that book, it's an amazing book. Where he narrates the story of two people mm. who uh, were, were about to lead Salah. And uh, the, the first one said to the second one, no, no, you go lead Salah. You know, you go. And he said to him, I'll lead after. You go lead this, they say Dhuhr, I'll lead Asr. And he said to him, and do you assume you will live into Asr? So you've already made an assumption that you live, live into Asr. Mm. And the same way that mentality of living for what's in front of you, or living or trying to maximize your, your reward for the time being, we should use that when it comes to the, the Dhul Hijjah, mm -hmm. to Ramadan, to Shawwal, because we don't know if it will live up, mm -hmm. up until the, 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 the next time. You know, so that, that's something that I think we should really try to mm. implement in our really life. Really take advantage of, of these opportunities. Of, yeah, and there's, you know, there, there's so many sayings here. Yeah? Remember Ibn Qayyim used to say, he, say, he used to say, don't let the horse be smarter than you. Mm. Because when the horse gets uh, nearer to the finish race, it pushes itself and you, and you might slow down. So don't let the horse be, be smarter than you. <laughs> Mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, for me, it's yeah. just like little things which we, we miss out on that could be, you know, huge in our scales in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so um, yeah especially mm. in the, the hijjah like you mentioned the hadith is is very very um, kind of uh, motivating when you hear yes. the words that came out of uh, you know Hamza's mouth his tongue um, saying to us as his ummah you know these nights or these days they are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what well, we, we have to really appreciate as well is, is the way that Prophet sallallahu he understood his ummah he really understood his ummah he understood what his ummah was going to go through what his ummah did go through and how we were going to be thinking and what we kind of needed as well so him giving us this advice yeah saying there is no better time than this time is very important it's something you should not take lightly you know 100%. because he really understands what you need yeah exactly <laughs> he know? came to save exactly, us exactly exactly yes. um but i think one one thing that i was thinking about which was quite nice in the way that I, I don't know it's just quite beautiful uh i was thinking about how you know episode two of the podcast we had just yeah. finished Eid from ramadan right yeah, yeah. We, that's when we started recording we started talking a little bit about the blessings of ramadan how we were missing it and everything and i was thinking about how during ramadan even the whole ramadan but especially the last 10 nights Everyone knows about the blessings of these nights and the blessings of Ramadan and everyone tries to change themselves and starts to, you know, focus more. They start to do more tahajjud, they start to read more Quran and everything. And alhamdulillah, it's a great thing. We start to change, right? 
Ramadan ends and now Shayateen are back in, back in the game. So now we're going through battles and the Shayateen are coming and they're trying to, look they've, they've had a month off. They've had a month off from, from all, all the whispers and trying to influence you and everything. And you've come back stronger. Inevitably, Ramadan makes everyone stronger. And so now they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. So I feel like in the time after Ramadan, the, the Shayateen fight especially hard because of the fact that they've had a month off. Mm. Right? And now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful that He allows us another opportunity to gain some real rewards mm. to get rid of so a lot of sin mm. that we might have been influenced by from Ramadan to this time because this is only two months afterwards it's only two months after Ramadan mm. right mm. and like but you have this opportunity where it's like these are better than the Ramadan days so these you, are better than Ramadan yeah, nights so if you miss that in Ramadan it's like yeah. a reassurance yeah, exactly. like come on put, it's like that's so much mercy subhanAllah you know exactly that's another point Even if you missed out Ramadan you have another opportunity here but even if you didn't miss out Ramadan and now you've fallen off a little bit which we inevitably will do because the shayateen are back and that's the nature of human beings we're making mistakes right mm. now you have an opportunity to really up your rewards again I think that is just so beautiful and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us days to celebrate that he gives us two Eids so all this time I'm merciful, I'm giving you all of these blessings. I, these are the times when I want to shower my mercy upon you. Mm. And then I'm going to give you Eids. So um, you can celebrate it. And they it so... And you can, get, you can get so much more, Wesley. Because now you can, you can celebrate with your families. And you can celebrate in remembrance of Bro, Allah even, even the food that Allah Azza wa Jal, you know, orders us to uh, uh, sacrifice. Like a sheep, for example. Yeah, it's a luxurious thing. Exactly. And I'll, even for that, look, we're going to... We eat that, yeah. We that's that's in our blessing. Allah subhanahu wa taala has provided us with with meat, yeah. And the hairs of the animal that you're slaughtering, you get uh, Allah azza wa jalla forgives that many sins from your from your from your books. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. I think it's yeah, it's a hadith. Mm. Subhanallah. And the the mercy of Allah azza wa jalla, like we always say, unimaginable. It's just as we always say. Um, uh, you know, something that I like to point out a lot of the time is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is unlimited. Yeah, this is, we know this of Him. He is one, He is transcendent from our universe, He is separate from us. So therefore, He doesn't, He's not bound by the realms and, and the laws of us. So He is unlimited. Mm. But we can't comprehend what that unlimitedness means. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us little insights when He describes Himself in certain ways and He says, mm. I am the most merciful, I am the most gracious. What does the most merciful, the most gracious mean? That means that he has bestowed an infinite amount of blessings in everything. You know, subhanAllah. And, and, and we can't imagine what infinite, infinite amount of blessings is. But we know that there is blessings in so many different things. You know, now you mentioned that, yeah, even for <laughs> Fatiha, it's like we can go on forever about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and how he blesses us so many ways. 100%. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. We'll do another podcast oh, you know on what? that. Let me stop. We'll do another podcast on that. Stop. But I want to come to a point which you were mentioning about forgiveness. And mm. it's about seeking forgiveness. Now, Istighfar and to seek forgiveness, this is one of the most important things for a believer to constantly be doing. I read a book by um, uh, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal and he was saying that, in, in there he said that, this is one line, I remember it, saying, uh, to forgiveness is wajib. <laughs> that was his line. Wow. To, to seek forgiveness uh, is wajib. Imam Ahmad is the Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just straight to the point. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, a lot of stuff in there. But, to seek forgiveness is wajib, right? It is an obligatory act upon us, constantly. It is constantly seeking forgiveness is obligatory act because we are constantly sinning. And the only way for us to... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says so many times in the Qur'an, like, 
you, you sin and then come to me for forgiveness, turn mm. to you for forgiveness. And there's one ayah which I really want to focus on when it comes to turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and seeking forgiveness from him. And um, that is in Surah Alaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, Kalla, uh, so Allah says in the last part, he says, fall in prostration and draw close to me. So this is obviously, you know, they're both commanding words, right? Allah is commanding you. Asjud. Yeah, is a command. Is Amr. command. Is a command. Is a command. Is a they're very beautiful because it's saying, fall in prostration, prostrate towards me, fall in sujood, and come close to me. It's, a, it's, 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 it's like, you fall in sujood, you go to sujood, this is how you get closer to me. And in sujood, right, um, there was a um, hadith I wrote down. Prophet said that the closest a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when he's in sujood. Yeah, that's the closest yeah. you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, we, we have fallen in sujood at least 17 times a day when we're doing our salah, right? More if we're doing nawafil and other, other prayers. Mm. But we're in sujood, we're the closest we can be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the best time to ask for forgiveness. This is the best time to seek forgiveness from Him and to mm. really just turn to Him. Really just have a conversation with your Lord, um, you know? Especially within these 10 days. Um, especially, exactly. This is what I mean. These 10 days are so important because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is already closer to us in these times. Then he's saying, this is how you can get even closer. Mm. And there's one more point I want to make about getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's on, bro. the sujood that you make in tahajjud in these last 10 days. Because tahajjud in terms of in the last third of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he lowers himself to the lowest heaven so that he is the closest to us, right? He specifically says, um, he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, who will call upon me that I might answer him? Who will ask of me that I may give him? Who asked me for forgiveness that I may forgive him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling out to me and you and every single person on this planet and saying, Who's gonna come? Who's who's gonna Who wants it? Who's who gonna wants stand this in this night? Who's yeah. gonna come into Jude? And who's, who's gonna who wants this reward? I'm giving out for free. You know oh. what I mean? I swear if iPhone if Apple said uh, he wants we his got iPhones. new Apple iPhone X three hundred or whatever it is now, <laughs> all right, we're, 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 we're giving out free phones. Everyone will be camping outside there. They'll be staying up all night oh, for two oh, weeks so they, can, so they can get that phone. Oh. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us every single night, every single night I give you the opportunity. You want forgiveness? I want to forgive you. So come and, come and stand there. You want something? Come and, come and ask me of it. I want to give it to you. You know? SubhanAllah. I, I just think that's oh, so beautiful. And so I think in our last 10 days, sorry, the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah, the time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to give, in the time when he loves to give, in the position in sujood when we when he loves to give, I say to make the most of that. Make the most of that. This is the ayah which reminds me of yeah. <laughs> it's even like it's very similar to the ayah of Allah uh, as I was just saying, uh Allah Subhanahu says, I think so al Hadid, I think so al Hadid, yeah. The ayah I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that He says, Is there not time? Is there not time? Is there not time for the believers? And those who believe, in general, men and women, for those who believe, so that their hearts come closer or, or, or gain khushu' mm. for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not saying to you now in this ayah, believe. We've gone past the issue of belief now. Now Allah says, Allah wants your heart. 
Allah is asking for your heart, he's asking, he wants your heart. Is it not time for your heart to bow down or fall in, in, fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Falling, you know, uh, in, in, in uh, I don't even know what the word is, but you get my point. Is it not time? And especially, is it not time within this Dhul Hijjah that we need to, um, you know, go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really reap the rewards within these 10 days? Because, uh, you know, this ayah is for, I believe, all the time. Allah asks, is it not time for you to come back? With your heart and bow down to me and you know prostrate to me and come closer to me as is it not even you know more urgently mm. time that you come to back come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within these ten special days. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. That's so beautiful man. And it, it reminds me as well of, of when we're talking about sujood. It's all about submission. You know, I think we talked about the other the one of the other podcasts about um uh, we talked about one of the other sorry, we talked about one of the other podcasts about um what is salah it is, it is an opportunity for us to be completely submissive to us, Pantala. And what is sujood? Sujood is the most submissive you can be. It is the most, it is the position where you have to humble yourself. You know, you can't have pride and bow down. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't mm. have pride and put your head on the floor, your face on the dirt. You know, people will look at us like, you know, non-Muslims look at us as Muslims and think, why are you putting your face on the floor? Even when we're outside, why are you putting your face in the dirt for? You know? And for me, you see, when I go outside, innit, I don't, I don't necessarily like to pray on prayer mats because the Prophet said mm-hmm. that the entire earth is a prayer mat for you in terms of is a is a place for to do sajda. Except the graveyard, I think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but anyway, it's okay, the okay. earth itself, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for me personally, I want in my sujood to humble myself in the most way I can. Do you know what I'm saying? And if I have to pray outside, mm. then I want to be doing it on the dirt. Because for me, I I think that's yeah. that's for me. Way for it feels me more to, real. Exactly. That's for me. Way for me to get rid of my any arrogance, any pride I might be having. Because in that moment, how can I have pride when I am literally rubbing my face in the dirt for who? Just for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, because I submit to Him. And I think that that's how you. I think that these are little things which help you gain khushu as well because they allow you to focus yourself. Mm. Allow you to focus yourself when you're in that position, when you're in the sudud, and you're close to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allows you to just focus because you're realizing, you know what? I am humbling myself completely in front of my Lord. I'm completely submitting to Him, to His will. So now let me chat to Him. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, it's beautiful. But in that submissiveness, um, I think that one really other great thing about being submissive and being a constant state of submission. Is um, the act of fasting. Now we know how blessed the act of fasting is. Obviously, Aswantar talks about it in the Quran, um, and he says uh, that the, pers- the the believer who fasts, like the act of fasting, is done only for his sake. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not done for anything else. We don't necessarily gain from it. There's not like physical gain because we're actually starving. Mm-hmm. We're hungry. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's not like mental gain because lie, you get mentally drained, <laughs> yeah. you get tired. This is an act done purely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You mm. know? And it is when you really do it for his sake, you are in a complete state of submission to him. And I feel what's really beautiful is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told uh, sorry the Prophet tells us that in these days and especially on the day of Arafah, which we'll talk about in a second. But in these days, it's good to fast. And why I think it's really good to fast is because Salah, you can do nawafil prayers, you can do your Fard Salah, you can have khushu, you can do your dhikr in the day, you know, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can give your charity, you, you can do all these good deeds. But these are all done in isolation. They're all done in that 10 minutes, 
that's what I'm doing. Mm. Afterwards, I can't be praying constantly. Yes. I have to also interact with other people in my day. I can't be doing yeah, yeah. liquor constantly, right? Fasting, it's a state. It's a state of being, yeah? Somewhere. You're in a state from dusk to dawn. You're in a state of being. And so therefore, it isn't a constant ibadah, you know? That's very interesting, yeah. So, imagine, when we're talking about imagining the level of reward that you might be getting in this month, sorry, in this these 10 days, because of how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves these 10 days, imagine how much reward you'd be getting if you're in a constant state of submission throughout the entire day. That's, that's a very nice way to look at it. Yeah. That's a very nice way. Fasting is a state, it's not an action. Yeah. yeah. No, it is an action. I know what it's you a, mean. But it's a state of being. Yeah. And so therefore, you're in that submissive state to Allah Constantly, continuously, yeah. It's non-stop. Unlike, like we said, salah or zakah, oh sorry, or, or dhikr, which mm. at one point you stop and you yeah, do exactly. other things. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's an isolated thing you do in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, and mm. then I think Aisha said Delana. that there is no, yeah, so she said, so then we come specifically the day of Arafah, which is the ninth day of the Hijjah, right? Which is a very special day mm-hmm. in many, many different reasons. But Aisha said that, Prophet said that um, there is no other day like the day of Arafah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He frees more people from the shackles of the hellfire than any other day so, in the year on the day of Arafah. So we've already had, we're already having 10 days. Well, this is what I mean, yeah. Even when you look at Ramadan, you look at the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ups the levels. You've got Ramadan itself, blessed, blessed month. In Ramadan, you've got another level of blessing the last 10 nights, mm. right? Sorry, the nights and just general. They're more blessed. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the last ten nights. Mm-hmm. Then you've got layers of qadr. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like so. Even in here, you've got ten days of more blessings than you can imagine. And then you've got the day of Arafah, the day which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala really favors. And so He makes it easy for you that even if you can't fast all these ten days, even if you didn't do all your stuff these ten days. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is so merciful that He gives you look. There's just one day, one day when you can. Get all of that and more that you did in the whole 10 days just because of this day that I love. I just think it's so beautiful. It's so. This mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unimaginable. You know? The day of Arafah as well. <laughs> Allah Azza wa Jal forgives the sins for the past year and for the coming year. So if you, yeah, if you fast the day of Arafah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives the sins of the past year and the coming year. Which is so it, beautiful. You know it's just, I mean, it didn't leave you speechless at one point that. Allah like, subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't have to, to be this merciful. Wallahi, he no. did not have to be this merciful. And you know, Imagine if you fasted the day of Arafah and it was accepted every single year, you know, of your life. You'd have a clean slate. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us opportunity for a clean slate so many times. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Hadith Qudsi, it's my favourite hadith, I'll be honest with you. This particular hadith is just the one that is just blows my mind every time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if the son of Adam was to come to me with a mountain of sins, then I would forgive them of that. And ask me forgiveness, I would forgive them. If he comes to me with the entire earth full of sin, I would have, and he asked me for forgiveness, I would have forgiven him. That's just in a normal day. Imagine, imagine what you're doing like on this day. If you're all fasting on the day of Arafah, you're in a constant of submission. If you're, you pray to Hajjur on that night. If you're doing dhikr throughout the day, if you fall in sujood and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sincere forgiveness and anything else you want, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves good deeds and therefore He loves the doer of good deeds. Oh. So, 
Gain, gain one of these people that who Honestly, gained just yeah. me and you chatting like this is just inspiring me so much really, as well. Really, really has. Subhanallah, because, um, yeah. Honestly, it's such a beautiful thing. It is. Don't it? Like I said, yeah. sometimes... I don't, th- I don't think we, 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 I, we, we hear about it enough either. That yeah. It's not celebrated. In the way that Ramadan is celebrated by the entire world community as a day when, as a month, sorry, when we really, um, you know, knuckle down and... and, and uh, Fix ourselves. The Hijjah is not celebrated in that same way where it should be. Mm. You know, we all just look forward to Eid, Eid Adha, the three-day Eid. The <laughs> barbecues and the <laughs> yeah. But you've got yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens before that Eid before you can celebrate. Exactly. Where we should be taking advantage exactly. of. I hope, inshallah, this, this this podcast has made us and everyone who listens more aware of the um, potential reward, the potential forgiveness which comes before Eid itself. Mm. Um, but yes, well, like I said, sometimes it's just, it makes you speechless. Mm. It just leaves you speechless that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to be that merciful and chose to give us so many opportunity, opportunities during the year. Mm. And within the opportunities, He gave us a big opportunity, which is the day of Arafah. And in Ramadan, that one day, the day of Qadr, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a present, and within the present is a present. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it just gets better. Like, you've got. Uh, it's like it's like a kind. What's that, what's that chocolate called? Kinder yeah, chocolate. Kinder, it's like Kinder Winter Surprise. Yeah, yeah. it's just like Kinder egg. Cho- Kinder yeah, egg. it's like yeah, Kinder yeah, egg. Yeah, yeah. Like the, Allah yeah. just gave me the chocolate of Ramadan. It's it's beautiful. It's sweet. And within Ramadan, He gave you the the the, the, the little toy, which is little Qadr, which as a, as another reward. Like Subhanallah, it's a bit of a childish uh, example, but it, do you know what I'm saying? It right, feels it like that. It works. It feels like that. Allah Azza gave us the chocolate and the toy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mashallah. Honestly, uh, I think the last thing I want to talk about is regarding Dhul Hijjah is um, that obviously you know on Eid day it's in one of the good things to be saying constantly and saying loudly is one of the sunnahs of the of the Sahaba and the Prophet was to say loudly Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to acknowledge that He is the greatest, that He is the greatest and that there is no God except Him and that He is the greatest and that all praise, all hamd belongs to him. And I think that the Sahaba didn't just used to say on Eid though. Mm. They used to say it on all these days. They used to say it loudly in the streets on all these days leading mm. up to Eid. And I think something we should revive. Yeah. We should be reviving this sunnah, this beautiful sunnah amongst us. Just just to be reciting it to ourselves. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd. It's just... just Acknowledge your Lord's greatness oh, and be thankful and grateful to Him for what He's given you in this month, which is mm. all of this beauty and all of this blessings that we've discussed. Should we just do a whole podcast on takbir and just Allah? We, we should do, we should do. It's constant, one hour, one hour of takbir. That's fine. I'm not sure about that one, but okay. <laughs> I think we might lose people's interest. I'll lose people's interest and they might actually, you know. And this guy's gonna start. <laughs> Allah, Akbar Allah, Akbar And then play that back a hundred times. Just let it go for now. Alhamdulillah, I think that was a really great discussion on the Hijjah. It opened my eyes. I think it's one of my favorite ones so far. It's beautiful. I like all the episodes. I think it's one of my favorite ones. Let us know your favorite episode. Yes. Yeah. Make sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes if you listen on iTunes. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you're mm-hmm. listening on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. 
Follow us on Instagram for all the updates at Staying Woke Podcast. Give us your feedback on these episodes. Tell us what you're thinking, mm-hmm. how yeah. you're preparing and working Using through the hijra. Yeah. Any topics you want us, inshallah, to cover? Let us know. Let us know, let inshallah. Us know. Email stayingwokepodcast at gmail.com. And also, let us know. Us. Sorry. Let us know if you want to hear an episode of the one hour of Tech Beer. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> 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 Um, thank you all for listening. Jazakum Allah khair for those who listened. Um, inshallah, I mean, it's the first time I'm doing natural. Ah. Take it away. I'm and surprised. inshallah, <laughs> we're going to see you in the next episode, which will be sooner than later, inshallah. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. I don't think I'll suit. I don't think I'll suit. Intro that. <laughs> I'll just make them awkward, but hey, awkwardness is my, is my, my <laughs> let me, skill. Let me do it for next time. Yeah. <laughs>